Welcome to worship this Sunday morning. We'd like to welcome all of you and thank you for joining us in our worship service. Today is going to be a special one for today is Father's Day. So here at Rosedale Gardens Presbyterian Church, we're not only going to honor our fathers, but we're going to honor all of the men in our lives who make our lives so incredibly rich. We give thanks to God for each one today. I'd like to also tell you that throughout our service, you're going to be seeing some of our staff here at the church, and we have asked them before they share their part to say a few words about their dads. Some of them have their dads with them. Some of them have dads in picture frames. And what a wonderful thing it is for us as a staff to get to talk about our dads today. I also would like to say that it is so wonderful to have friends joining us near and far, for we are all one in Jesus Christ. Indeed, this is the day that the Lord has made, so let us rejoice and be glad in it. Let us worship God. No matter how old we are, we always remember what our dads say and do. My dad is more like Jesus than your dad. Nuh-uh. My dad doesn't let anybody eat any food until we pray for it. My dad prays for one minute every day. You know what? Our church has pancakes. This is what my sister Rob used for their blush. My dad says that mean kids never know what they're talking about. Because their parents don't know what they're talking about either. My dad says to punch meanies in the face. Then my mom says, don't ever do that. And my dad goes to time out. <laughs> <laughs> my dad's beard is itchy whenever he kisses me. My dad takes me to church so we could learn to be just like Jesus. My daddy prays for me. Then he makes me stop talking and go to bed. Then I get a flashlight and read my comic book. That's a sin. He's sinning. No, I'm not. Sinner. No, I'm not. R2. 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 My dad said that if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it. My dad never stays mad at me. My dad taught me to forgive, because Jesus forgives us every time we ask. I want a mohawk. I wish I had hair. It's okay, your hair will probably grow back. Thanks for being our dads for all our lives.
grace and peace to you from God our Father, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing that comes from heaven. Who knew you and chose you before the world began, who loves you so much that he calls you his own children. Who has brought you from darkness into light and filled you with his glorious power. Who has prepared an inheritance for you that will never spoil or fade. Who encourages and strengthens you in every good deed and word. Who comforts you in troubles so that you can comfort others. This is our God the ultimate source of all things, and the one for whom we live. Let us worship God together. Let's sing together, This is My Father's World. Happy Father's Day to Spike and all the dads out there. Happy Father's Day, guys. 
It is good news that God loves us just as we are. It is even better news that God loves us too much to leave us just as we are. We are called to admit to God and to ourselves our need to be forgiven. Trusting the Lord's great love, let us pray. Gracious God, you are the creator of the ends of the earth, and yet you call us your children. You are greater than we can ever begin to imagine, and yet you invite us to call you our Father. You do not keep us at arm's length, remote in your holiness, but you reach out your hands in love, wanting us to relate to you one to one. Gracious God, forgive us that we call you our Father, but fail to live as your children. We do not trust you as we should, preferring instead to follow our own inclinations. We are reluctant to accept your will, re repeatedly disobeying your instructions. We are slow to ask your guidance, but swift to forget you and wander from your side. We all too rarely thank you for what we have, but all too often complain when we do not receive what we ask for. Thank you, God, for refusing to give up on us, working instead to draw us closer. You are always there for us, waiting to welcome us back and set us on our feet again. We praise and thank you for your undeserved goodness. And we resolve today to live more faithfully as your children. Amen. The Lord is like a father to us, compassionate and merciful, filled with endless love. He is not easily angered, nor does he remain angry forever. He doesn't treat us as our sins deserve or punish us as harshly as he could. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so strong is his love towards us. And as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our sins from us. So be at peace. You are forgiven. Thanks be to God. To share with you a little bit about my dad, Bill Tommy. My dad is married to my mom, Judy. Uh, they've been married for 58 years. They live in Livonia in the same house that I grew up in, uh, which is actually kind of cool because our house is filled with so many wonderful memories. When I think about my dad, uh, certain words immediately come to mind, and those words are friendly loyal, 
family and kind-hearted. My dad really truly is one of the most friendly people you will ever meet. Um, if you've ever had a chance to meet him, then you know what I'm talking about. He will greet you with a handshake or a hug or a pat on the back. He always has a smile and he always has something kind to talk with you about. Another word that uh, reminds me of my dad is loyalty. Uh, my dad worked for General Motors for 41 years. He was a millwright there and he often worked a lot of long hours and lots of days and different shifts, nights, weekends, even some holidays sometimes. My dad has a really strong work ethic and I thank him for passing that on to me. Um, he really taught me the importance of doing your best at whatever it is that you're doing. And I really appreciate um, being able to learn that from him. But even though he did work um, a lot of hours sometimes when we were younger, my dad was always there for, for me. He was always there to support whatever it was I was doing and he was very present in my life. Um, I felt like we always had everything that we needed. Uh, some of my happiest memories growing up um, involved my dad and um, we often took summer vacations together and we would drive a lot of time to the places that we were visiting and the driving was actually part of the happy memories because uh, as we were going on our trips my dad would often roll down all the windows and we would just uh, listen to his favorite music, which was Neil Diamond music, and we knew all of the words and our whole family would sing together as we were traveling. My dad taught me how to use a CB radio, um, and we would often have conversations with truck drivers as we were uh, driving down the highway. Uh, we all had a handle, and my handle was Big Red. Uh, my dad taught us a lot of interesting things when we were younger. Uh, he taught me how to catch uh, night crawlers and how to bait my own fishing hook, which is something that I probably will not be doing anymore. But thank you, Dad, and I'm sorry. Um, he taught me how to bowl. I will always remember how important it is to shake hands with the head pin. He taught me how to place a bet at the racetrack, and he taught me how to hit a great line drive, um, and he taught me how to play baseball. Um, thank you, Dad, for all of those great, happy memories. Our family, when I was growing up, uh, lived right down the street from our church, and um, we would often walk to church together as a family. Uh, my mom and dad were both very active in um, the programs that we had going on at our church, and um, it was great um, to see that he was always someone that was there to help. Um, my dad's a doer, and he's very handy, so... He would often help with building sets or painting or whatever it was that was needed to be done. My dad was always there to lend his hand. Um, my dad was a camp counselor at our summer camps in the summer and he was just always present and a part of um, the things that were happening at, at, our, at our church as I was growing up. Um, I really feel that I was able to learn um, how important it is to serve others and to help um, and 
to really have a true love for Jesus and, and let that shine as um, you are helping and caring for other people and doing things for other people. Uh, thank you, Dad, for helping me to see that and learn that. I feel that that's a big part of who I am today. My dad um, really, really loves his family. I would say that family is probably the most important thing in his life, and he shows that. Um, he shows that to us, his children, and my brother and my sister. Um, he shows that to all of his grandchildren um, and his great-granddaughter, Ella. Um, he just adores them, and um, he spends as much time as he can with them, and um, He's just really, really, really a big part of all of our lives. Uh, my dad himself comes from a fairly large family. He has uh, five brothers and sisters, and um, his family grew up um, in Romulus, um, and his father passed away when he was seven years old, so my grandmother and her six children uh, lived in a house down by the airport, and uh, they had a lot of support from family members, uh, lots of aunts and uncles, and lots and lots of cousins. So my dad has always been around a lot of family, and that's really important to him. I know each year that we have a family reunion, it is a, it's a time that he just just cherishes, cherishes and he's so excited and um, happy at the family reunion as he gets to ca catch up with some of his relatives and to be with his family. He really enjoys that. Another part of my dad's life that I think is so important, it's probably the best part of my dad, is his kind heart. Um, I have over the years witnessed my dad help and care for people, even complete strangers, um, on so many different instances. Um, I've seen him help people dig their cars out of snow in the wintertime. I've seen him mow the lawn for elderly neighbors. Um, I've seen him make phone calls to family and other people that he hasn't heard from in a while just to, 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 just to catch up and touch base with them. Um, I have um, seen him do so many things, even financially helping uh, other people. So I really feel that he is genuinely caring and, and just really, really kind. He just sees that people need help or need something and he automatically reaches out and helps them. Um, I am really just so lucky to have my dad and I am so glad that he is in my life. And so thank you, Dad, for everything that you have done for me. I love you and happy Father's Day. Good morning. Hi, boys and girls. Do you know what special day it is today? That's right, it's Father's Day. Did you make or buy something special for your dad or grandpa today? You know, when my kids were little, they used to really enjoy making gifts for their dad. One year, one of them made him a bowl out of clay, and another year, one of them painted him a beautiful picture. And they always remembered to make him a special card. Have you ever made your dad a special gift before? You know, this is a special day and I always enjoy celebrating it with some of my favorite guys like 
my husband and my dad and my brother. We always have a great time together and I also enjoy this day because I remember and I celebrate my Heavenly Father. Do you know who my Heavenly Father is? That's right, my Heavenly Father is God. He's your Heavenly Father too. I have a special gift bag right here and it has some gifts inside that I know an earthly father would probably enjoy. Let's see if they would be appropriate for our Heavenly Father. There is a pair of crazy cow socks. I have a really cool Looney Tunes tie. And there is some mm, nice smelling cologne. Do you think that these gifts would be appropriate for our Heavenly Father? Probably not, but I do have a clue about what our Heavenly Father would like. I found it in the Bible, in the New Testament, in the book of Mark. Mark 12, verses 30 through 31. It says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. It also says, Love your neighbor as yourself. That is really simple. Let's make a promise to God right now to give him the gift that he really wants. He wants our love and he wants us to love each other. I can do that and I know you can do that. So today on Father's Day, I hope that you enjoy celebrating this special day with all of your favorite guys. And be sure to include your Heavenly Father in your celebration. Love Him with all your heart and love each other. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Today we ask you to bless our earthly fathers. Help us to show them how much we love them. We also give thanks to you, God, for being our heavenly father. Help us to show you how much we love you. Amen. Okay, boys and girls, I hope you all have a great day celebrating. Happy Father's Day. Good morning, I'm Katie Davis and this is my dad. He taught me to always channel passion and compassion in all that I do. This morning's scripture reading is from Luke chapter 11, verse nine through 13. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of your fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how much to give good gifts to our children, 
how much more your Father in heaven will give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. Amen. I've had the privilege of sharing bits and pieces of my dad with the congregation of Rosedale over the years, but mostly in light of who he was as a soldier during the time of the Korean War. Today, I get the great joy of sharing with you a little bit more about who he was as a person and a father. My dad was born in 1930 and raised on the east side of Detroit, second son to Jean and Archibald Mackey, immigrants from Scotland and England. Though dad never attended college, he was easily one of the most intelligent people I have ever known as he was extremely well-read and I swear he knew every question on Jeopardy. He raised five kids and created a successful floor covering business alongside my mom and my sister Michelle. He even served as a volunteer police officer with the city of Detroit in the 1960s. Dad was a pillar in our church, serving as an elder for many terms over the years, including clerk of session, among many other roles within the congregation. He was a kind man of great integrity in all roles in his life, from family to business to church to relationships. People held my dad in very high regard, and he was respected in every circle in which he moved. He could make friends with anyone. He could sell anything to anyone. He could make anyone feel comfortable and at ease in his presence. And he was also quite the jokester and storytellers. He had quips and sayings that still make their way into the speech of all of his kids almost on a daily basis. The three things I am most grateful to my dad for imparting on me are my work ethic, teaching me the art of patience, and for teaching me the phrase, we will cross that bridge when we get to it. And I have used that phrase so much throughout my entire adult life, but even more so in recent months. He gave me the ability not to be anxious or worried about a problem or a situation until you have met it head on until that bridge is before you and needs to be crossed. So thank you, Dad. I have a letter my dad wrote to me on my very last day of high school, and I found this letter in my lunch bag as I sat down to eat in the school cafeteria for the very last time. My dad made lunch for me and my mom every day, oftentimes writing puzzles or jokes on the outside of the brown bag, but this day, the bag contained a letter, and this letter is easily my most valued possession. In it, he says, this is probably the last school lunch I will have the fun of packing for you unless you fail today. See, always the jokester. I want you to know I have never considered this to be a chore. We sometimes think that the things we do for our children must be monumental, However, the reality is, the small things are the most important. My dad took delight in doing even the smallest things for his kids. He loved taking care of all of us in any way that he could, from making lunch to unexpectedly filling up the gas tank in our cars to paying for college. He was remarkable, and I am so blessed to have had him as my dad, and I am so blessed to have had him as an example 
of what God must truly be like. And I grieve with those who do not have an earthly example of a father figure in their lives who revealed just a minute portion of the goodness of God. You see, I believe in the scriptures and I believe in what Jesus said to his disciples when he said, which of you fathers, if, if your kid asks for a fish, will give them a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? My dad, being a flawed human being, was a remarkable human being and a good man. But God is even more remarkable and loving and good to a degree that I'm not sure we can ever fully grasp. My dad gave me guitar and karate lessons, food, clothes, siblings, a car, family vacations, shelter, morals, and love. But my Father in heaven gives me grace, peace, hope, shelter from the storms of life, love beyond reason, and salvation through his son, Jesus Christ, which will someday lead me to my ultimate home and the greatest treasure, life everlasting. I can see in my mind's eye my, da my dad standing at the island in the kitchen and taking great delight in making a ham sandwich. And I can't help but wonder how much God took delight in forming his creation into a spectacle for our enjoyment how much delight God takes in giving us the blessings that surround us on a daily basis. How much delight God takes when we notice and we say thank you. So today, I am giving thanks for my dad who took delight in doing the little things for his children. And I am giving my worship and praise as a form of thanksgiving to God who also delights in giving his children little things, but who also took so much delight in giving this world the most monumental thing of all. And that was his son, our brother, Jesus Christ. Thank you, God, for all of your goodness. And I know I don't say it enough. Thank you. Amen. Let us pray. Loving God, today we ask you to bless our earthly fathers for the many times they reflected the love, strength, generosity, wisdom, and mercy that you exemplify in your relationship with us, your children. We honor our fathers for putting our needs above their own convenience and comfort, for teaching us to show courage and determination in the face of adversity for challenging us to move beyond self-limiting boundaries, for modeling the qualities that would turn us into responsible, principled, caring adults. Not all our fathers have lived up to these ideals. Give them the grace to acknowledge and learn from their mistakes. Give us the grace to extend to them the same forgiveness you offer us all. Help us to resist the urge to stay stuck in past bitterness instead of moving forward with humility and peace of heart. We ask your blessing on all those men who served as father figures in our lives. 
May the love and selflessness they showed us be returned to them in all their relationships and help them to know that their influence has changed us for the better. Give new and future fathers the guidance they need to raise happy and holy children, grounded in a love for God and other people. And remind these fathers that treating their child's mother with dignity, compassion, and respect is one of the greatest gifts they can give their children. We also pray for those for whom this day is difficult, for children who have lost their fathers, for fathers who have lost children, for fathers and children who are estranged from one another, for those who would like to be fathers, for those whose memories of their fathers are painful, for so many others. May those who hurt today know that you are with them in their pain. Heal their hearts and give them hope. Lord, wrap them up in your arms of love. God of the loving heart, we bring to you the burdens of our own hearts, our worries, anxieties, as well as our care and concern for those who need our prayers. God of life, help us to trust you and the spirit which you inspire us. Endow us with your gifts. Teach us your truths. Make us your people. In Jesus' name we ask it as we pray the prayer he taught us praying, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Father's Day. Father's Day takes on a whole nother way of thinking. My dad, Chuck, passed away about five years ago. And it was at 1.35 on an evening uh, where we had spent several days uh, in the hospital, my brother and sister and I. So we had three really good days with him. Um, interestingly enough, he shared a lot of my uh, life uh, in school. I'm sitting on this beautiful green stool that was uh, the last 10 years at Garden City High School. And about once every two or three years, I brought Dad into the high school as a veteran to talk about specifically World War II. A lot of the students knew about things they read in the books, but to have a veteran there, and of course our big Veteran Day um, uh, concerts were really, really tremendous. Um, I miss my dad. Uh, now I'm the older generation. I have two children, Christopher and Mary Beth, and they have wonderful lives and they're great people in, of themselves, but um, um, I often think about dad, and I keep a picture of dad pretty close to me almost all the time. When we were down at the high school one day, um, just a short story, one of the students uh, was hearing that dad was married for over 50 years and she was saying, well, how do you do that? What's the, what's the level of your success? Is it because you were a pastor? Dad said, no. Is it because you had children and you raised them to be perfect people? And he said, oh no, that was definitely not the case. She said, well, what, what's the success? What's, what can we take away from your being here besides learning about the war? And i never forget, Dad just kind of hesitated for a minute. 
And then he said, love gives. And I thought, wow. And the bell rang and the students left, but that phrase never left me. And so that Christmas, I put together these little things and I gave them to all my family as much as I could. And I remember it. Uh, Dad said it in May 2011, and it kind of, it kind of reminds me of what his life was um, as a father, as a Christian, um, love gives. I, I'm so glad to be part of, of this church, Rosedale, because this is what we try and do. This is the example that we are given. Um, this, is, this is as we try and be followers of Christ. And um, Dad said it best, of course, after Jesus, but love gives. So I miss my dad. I, uh, I look forward to uh, being with him in heaven someday, to singing with him again. But uh, for right now, um, I would wish him happy Father's Day, but I'm sure he's having a better day than I am. But um, anyways, love you, Dad, and always will. Proverbs 22.6, train children in the right way, and when old, they will not stray. Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 9. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. Keep these words that I am commanding you today in your heart. Recite them to your children and talk about them when you are at home and when you are away, when you lie down and when you rise. Bind them as a sign on your hand. Fix them as an emblem on your forehead and write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Today we give God thanks for all the men in our lives who in the words of Mr. Rogers have loved us into being. So in honor of Father's Day, I'm going to do my own roll call. So here we go. I am the daughter to an incredible father. I am the wife to a devoted husband. I am the mother to a kind-hearted son. I am the mother-in-law to a loving son. I am the niece of three nurturing uncles. I am the cousin to eight male cousins who have made this only kid be a part of a big family throughout my life. I am the friend to many men in my life who bring me such great joy. I am the mentee to mentors and colleagues to male pastors who continue to inspire me by the ways in which they minister. And I am a disciple of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In Proverbs 22, there is that wonderful verse that we heard from Steve about teaching a child in the way. And I would call that the Christ-like way. That way was the way that I grew up. And that has sustained me. And as the verse says, now that I am older, I know that Jesus is the way for me. I also know that when I have strayed in my life, 
Jesus, like the good shepherd that he is, comes and finds me. And I hear his voice. And he picks me up. And he carries me. And he brings me back to the fold. And when I return, I find family and friends and neighbors. Many of the men are listed in my roll call are there. In Deuteronomy 6, there's one verse that I love more than the others. It says, recite them to your children, the commandments of God. Talk about them when you're at home and when you are away. Talk about them when you lie down and when you rise. So my dad is an everyday dad, has been since the day of my birth to this day. I'm very blessed and I know it. When I was in seventh and eighth grade, all my girlfriends either wanted to have a dad just like him or be adopted into the family, or there was a lot of crushes that made me really embarrassed. It was wonderful, though, to have that dad, you know, the one that people wanted. My dad always has worn a gold chain with a gold cross around his neck that was given to him by my grandmother more decades ago than I remember, and he's never without it. Sometimes when he talks, he puts his hand over it, and it doesn't matter what attire he's wearing, it's always there. My mother and father made sure to bring me to church. Sometimes that drive could be long. I grew up on the island of Oahu, Hawaii, and the car ride involved many freeways, and it was about a 40-minute drive. And yet, always, every mile brought excitement. We loved our church. How I learned about Jesus as I watched my dad and all the things that he did at church. He was an usher and a greeter. He was a deacon. And those are the stories that I remember most. Because when there were food deliveries to be made, I got to go with him. And I remember being little and trying to carry a bag of potatoes behind him and struggling as he showed up and knocked on a door and how we were welcomed by a family. And he saw me struggling to try to carry too much and without saying a word, he would just simply take one item out of my hands, never the heavy one, so I wouldn't be embarrassed. And off we would go from house to house, driving to every location. I spent a lot of time in the car with my dad. My dad was in sales, and on days off from school, while my mom was at work, I got to be with him. And so we got to spend all that time in the car, and I think he taught me more life lessons while we were on the journey to going somewhere than in many other places. He was fun, still is, has a great sense of humor, loves to laugh, it's contagious. So we spent much time in the car laughing. And then there were those hard days, those days of adversity, where we even spent some time where I shed tears. And sometimes those tears were over the loss of loved ones. And sometimes those tears were just teenage girl tears. He mended my broken heart when I got into a fender bender and came home and proclaimed I would never drive again, I woke up in the morning and he threw the keys in my hand and said, why don't you take me for a ride? 
He was a really good advice giver when I was a teenager, but I don't think I appreciated it very much then. I do now, and I often call or text for it on a regular basis. My dad is a storyteller. Instead of having a book in his hands when he would read me stories at night before bedtime, and he did the same with his grandchildren, he would just lie in the middle of the bed and we'd curl up and he would tell us stories. Some of them were stories from the Bible that he had memorized, others from movies. My dad loves old movies. My dad loves westerns. So as I describe my dad, uh, many things about me are emulated from him. When you watch a Western, you always have to count the bad guys coming into town so you know what you're up against. And when you read a story, you give it great voice and animation. And when you have a day off, just because you work hard all week doesn't mean that you lay around. Now it's your chance to play hard. My first memory of him, I was on his shoulders and we were at an Elvis Presley concert. I couldn't have been more than three or four. Another one of my first memories was with him is that he had a grand Torino, and I was teeny tiny, and I sat on his lap because I could fit under the wheel, and we went somewhere to a deserted road. It was like a dirt road, and he operated the gas, and I got to turn the wheel. I fell in love with cars, when it was a Saturday afternoon or a Sunday afternoon after church, he'd pack me on the back of his motorcycle and we would go dirt bike riding with his friends. Because we lived in Hawaii, I hadn't been around snow. So one year we went to Lake Tahoe and he rented a snowmobile and he went as fast as it could go. He bought me my first bike. He started the lessons, but conveniently had to leave town for a trip. So mom got to finish that job. He also bought me my first skateboard. I had more knees and scratches on elbows than can be counted, but I so desperately wanted to be like those cousins I talked about. He took me to the ocean to swim and taught me to never turn my back on an ocean. We traveled together to neighbor islands for his work. I watched him with people. He told me that the most important thing in anyone's job or career is to remember that it's all about relationships, whatever the task. One of the favorite things I love about my dad is he's an artist. He's made so much of the furniture in my home, and he's made all of these amazing lawn de decorations that are displayed every season. I get to bring them out. And what I really loved is that when I was a little kid, I was convinced that I was just like him. And I, too, was this amazing artist. So he wasn't all that excited when I said that I really wanted to go to the local Y and take an art class. And in retrospect, he said, are you sure you don't want to try this or that? And I said, no, Dad, I know I'm an artist. So needless to say, all that summer, every time an assignment was given, my bowls didn't look like bowls. And where everybody's colors and the paint were perfect, mine were off. But finally, on the last day of art class, we got to make whatever we wanted. And I figured it was a safe bet to make a hot dog, because all you had to do was roll the clay. 
So I made a hot dog and it actually looked like a hot dog. And I worked really hard on the bun and it actually looked kind of like a bun. And I put the hot dog in the bun and then I thought, well, everybody has a brown hot dog. I'm gonna make mine green. And I came home with this green hot dog. It was probably like eight inches long. It weighed a ton. And I proudly presented it to him after giving him a speech. So I'd finally found the artist in me. And it took him every ounce of uh, restraint to just praise me for this hot dog. And unbelievably, he had an office at home, and that hot dog was his paperweight for all the world to see for more years than I care to admit, until just one day it was never to be found. Until years later, when I was married and we moved, and he proudly presented me with the hot dog, which then didn't look as much like a hot dog as I thought it did. And I said, but you loved this hot dog. And he looked at me and said, I loved you. The hot dog, not so much. <laughs> and so I always remember as my dad to this day, he's working on a project right now in, on his workbench in the garage and always cutting with wood, the smell of wood, the shavings, him going with the groove. Oh my goodness, his woodwork is wonderful. And I know too that he is the artist of the family. He's painted many paintings. He's made so many shelves. He's taught my children how to stain. He taught them how to use power tools. I'm so grateful for his artistry and creativity. And I'm happy that he's the one who's the artist in the family. My dad taught me that God is present every day because he is present every day. My dad taught me that Jesus came to give us life abundantly, so we should never be sitting on the sidelines. We should always be out in the midst of life, living it. And in all the places that he taught me, in the car, driving somewhere, at his workbench, or days to this day out in the yard where he loves to be, he has turned that car ride, that workbench, and sitting in that yard into my classroom, my safe haven, and my sanctuary. So I am thankful for you, Dad, today, and for all the men in my roll call. Just as I know, we give God thanks for all the men in our lives. So I will leave you now with a beautiful, special poem called God the Artist, and it's written by a poet named Mary Lou Sleevy. My dad has never heard it. It's called God is the Artist. God paints all day, every day, every moment. God has imagination and time. The artist applies layers of paint on each work projected. Even in the rough, there is something of God in each of us and something of each of us in God. The original who only does originals never paints by numbers. Ever since Eden, no two beings nor moments are ever the same. To believe in the artist is to be a canvas unfinished, to be a space where the first one is free 
and to discover that the brush in my hand is only the artist believing in me. God spoke, be not afraid, as an artist to other artists. To let God be the artist in me is to let something happen, upsetting the order I've pre-arranged, splashing it away with red paint to indulge the very mess, to play with it and to let it play with me, to begin again as God does, till I too am made new. God be the artist in you this day, you are a canvas unfinished, and God has picked up the paintbrush to create something new in you, for this is the good news. Amen. James Trimble Moore. I never heard anyone call him James. Most people called him Jim. My grandmother called him Jimmy. I call him Dad. I want to tell you six things about my dad. He had a huge work ethic. He taught me it wasn't enough to be a starter, that it was really important to be a finisher. He had a curious mind. He loved figuring out how something worked, how to make it work better, and how to fix it and solve any problem there might be. He was an on-time man. If our car was not the first car in the church parking lot every Sunday morning, we were late and he was not happy. My dad grew up without a father and he had a passion for influencing young boys. And he did that by teaching Sunday school in whatever church he and my mother and eventually our family attended. In his 20s, he started teaching his first boy Sunday school class. And when those boys were in their early 70s and my father in his mid 80s, they were all still in touch. And I was pleased to watch a reunion held for my dad and those boys. And he did that for as many years as I can remember in whatever church we attended. He always had a class. And my dad had a passion for Bible memory. All of my growing up years and beyond, he served on the board of Awana Youth Association. That is a, an organization that charters clubs for children through churches that promotes Bible memory. And to this day, when Jesus needs my attention, it is so often through the Holy Spirit bringing my, to my mind a verse that I learned in Awana in the years before I entered high school. My dad was born in 1915. He died in 2010 in his 95th year. I'm thankful for my dad and for his example and his godly influence. Happy Father's Day, Daddy. I love you. Hi, Rosedale family. I'm here with my dad, Dave Coolish. He is the heart and soul of our family, 
someone I can always count on no matter what life brings. He has taught me so much and he is a true man of faith. I am grateful that God gifted me with this special father. I am proud to be his daughter. Now, we give in grateful thanksgiving for all that God has given us. In the upside down world of the gospel, we measure our wealth not by what we have, but what we can give away. Let us give away generously in this offering to bless your church, your people, your creation.
because we recognize the gifts you have given to us that we now give to the work of your kingdom. We now dedicate this offering to the work of your kingdom here on earth. May this collection be used wisely and diligently that your love may be known widely. As we dedicate this offering, we offer ourselves too, for these gifts of money are but tokens of ourselves. Take and use us that our hands may reach out in service our feet may walk the difficult path of reconciliation, and that our words may be words of peace. For this we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Who am I that the highest king would But he brought me all his love for me, all his love for me. Who the sun sets free, who is free indeed. I'm a child of God, yes I
As you go from here, remember this. Because of the work of the Holy Spirit within us, we are sons and daughters of God. We have been adopted into his family. God is truly our father, and if we are God's children, we are his heirs and fellow heirs with Christ. So go in peace and confidence, knowing that the love of God our Father, the grace of Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit goes with us, Amen. As has become our tradition here at Rosedale, we are encouraging you to reach out this week to three men in your life who have encouraged you in your walk with God. Send them a card, a text, or a phone call and let them know how much you appreciate all that they have done for you. So my friends, may the peace of Christ be with you. Please share signs of peace with one another. Uh -huh.